welcome to Evolve to Succeed, the podcast that brings together entrepreneurs, founders, business leaders, and experts to talk about their journeys and explore the link between personal and business success. I'm your host, Juan Munson, founder of Evolve, a coaching, training, and development company focused on enabling business and personal success and creating a community of like-minded individuals. Whether that be through our peer groups, one-to-one coaching, our training and development programs for you and your teams, or through our content and events, our mission is to get the best out of each individual and inspire them to be better both in life and in business. If you want to learn more about Evolve, including our beautiful co-working space in Ashley Cross in Paul, then please go to evolvemembers.com where you'll find great content, insights, details of all of our services, and also information on our forthcoming events. For now though, let's get on with the show. Today we hear from Connor Wilson and sisters Dan and Mel Bowen, who together founded Muddy Boots Nursery School in 2014, while they were all still in their early 20s. Their original vision was to start a nursery where children can spend as much time as possible outside, exploring, learning, getting dirty, challenging themselves, and testing out ideas and growing their imaginations. Fast forward to 2023 and there are now five Muddy Boots nurseries scattered around Dorset. In this lovely, reflective and fun conversation, Kana, Dan and Mel explore a number of topics, including their love of working together, their decision-making process, their evolving perceptions of risk, what they've learned from the children they're surrounded by every day, their thoughts on changes to the government's childcare policies and navigating the recruitment crisis. I really hope you enjoyed this show. Welcome Mel, Danny and Kana to the Evolve Succeed podcast. Thank you for having us. I've got a feeling this is going to be a fun conversation (laughs) all about your business, Muddy Boots. So I suppose for our listeners, we should really start there. Uh, Would one of you give our listeners a little bit of an insight into the business and the history of the business? Yeah, sure. So uh, we opened Muddy Boots in 2014. We started with one nursery in Hamworthy. Um, The three of us had previously worked at another nursery, so we all knew each other um, and were friends. So yeah, opened our first one in 2014, and then we opened our second in 2015, and then our third in 2016, and then we had a little break with the COVID years and opened the fourth, 2021. And then the fifth uh, last year. Wow, so it's been quite <laughs> rapid growth, isn't it? Yeah. And how did it come about? You know, you said you you were working together and you knew each other, but you know, what made you make that kind of step out in 2014 to do something by yourselves? I think we identified a gap in um, quality. Okay. Was a big thing. And I think for business owners, we had the drive and we could see what we wanted from our lifestyle. It was quite a restrictive pay scale and we wanted freedom. But we loved freedom. working with each other though, didn't we? We yeah. loved working us three. Okay. Like, that was a big thing for us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So give, having that freedom of all of those things together yeah. just made sense to go out and do it on our own. And did you ever, you know, I don't know, at school or after school or uni, whatever you did, before you started working with children, did you ever think you would run your own nursery? Were you always kind of destined to do this, do you think? No. (laughs) (laughs) I went into beauty therapy when I first left school, so I didn't work with children. I don't think any of us did. No, I remember when I was younger though, I used to say to my dad, one day I'll open a nursery, when I was little. (laughs) Did you? Really? Yeah. yeah. We did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I used to say to him, I'll open a nursery. And he was like, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't even think about it. You Did you? No, I was a personal trainer. And I think um, I've started to learn business models in my early 20s. And I found a little bit restricted by personal training because of I could I was only earning so much money it's kind of one-to-one isn't it exactly Not yeah. yeah whereas the nursery is a completely different model and we don't need to be there now um yeah. we can employ staff to do that so although sometimes we do yes <laughs> yeah. we do have to cover quite a lot <laughs> um yeah so and you talk about you know quality being the thing and that was the thing that you thought well, actually we can do this as a lot of people that start a business do we can do this better we can do it better quality we can deliver better service but you know what does what makes Muddy Boots unique? Because there's so many children's nurseries out there. You must have had something. You said this is what's going to make us different. Yeah. So originally it was our outdoor aspect, getting the kids outside as much as possible. We talked about that um, little quote that you said earlier about yeah. how kids now, yeah, what, five to seven year olds. You said spend more time inside than prison inmates prison inmates and prison inmates have to spend an hour outside a day and five to seven year olds the average is 75 percent indoors yeah so yeah yeah (laughs) i was really shocked when they said it to me as well and in 2007 (laughs) words like magpie and buttercup were taken out of the dictionary and words like cut and paste and broadband were added so i think very early on we wanted a childhood that we we wanted to give children childhood that we had like Kana grew up in the countryside in Ireland me and Mel grew up on the north Cornish coast yeah. like an outdoor element was really important to us and um keeping that throughout the nurseries um and we've seen a big change over the years haven't we with technology yeah. and what children mm-hmm. are doing so that was a big big even aspect. since 2014 you've seen yeah. those changes yeah, yeah. Children know yeah. how to operate technology better than we do. Oh, like babies <laughs> that My come daughters in. do, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What I always say to parents as well when they come and look around our nursery is like, like, once they hit school, they spend so much time inside. Like, that is what we try and make sure that children are outside as much as possible. And, yeah. Yeah. and they, they do love that because they know that. Once kids go to school, they're sat in. And, like, when we speak to children's families that their children have gone to school they're like oh the kids question ask questions like we don't go on walks anymore like yeah. we've sat in the ner- in the school and <laughs> the parents like remember the kids remember muddy boots because yeah. of the outdoor aspect and is it in every day when a child comes to you there's some outdoor activity yeah. take yeah. them off site do something mm-hmm. with yeah. them every single That's- day yeah yeah and and also for the staff like we've done a bit of a recruitment um where we've kind of pushed the outdoor element as a really positive thing about muddy boots because even just like getting your hands into soil, it releases a um, bacteria that can, promotes the parasympathetic nervous system yeah. response. So it's a calming, it's a natural antidepressant. So for our staff, we kind of say, come here for your mental health and work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Almost, yeah. But um, I think that's another thing that sets us aside is we really try to look after our staff. Um, so we're often, we call our staff like a family and they do a lot of people they're happy working for us people mm. want to come and work for us because other people say that they're happy um so that's a big element that i think sets us aside as well yeah it's interesting isn't it and what have you learned about yourselves in this journey i suppose there's <laughs> a question for each of you isn't it but yeah. you know in this last nine years what have you learned about yourselves do you think I suppose to be flexible like life has you have to be flexible in life yeah. like 
every day you get new challenges thrown at you and you can't just think narrow-mindedly about it you need to think outside the box a lot of the time we've definitely found that yeah. we used to like, lose sleep over stuff when we first opened whereas we wouldn't now lose sleep over the same yeah. issues because we now have learned that things can fix themselves there's yeah. always yeah. a solution yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i yeah. think that's probably the biggest thing for all of us yeah. isn't it yeah. that anything we can overcome anything yeah. now i think <laughs> it's made us stronger and more resilient because yeah. yeah. we just, just keep going and you find a positive, even if it's going to the pub on Friday and having a stiff drink. Yeah. <laughs> stiff drink. <laughs> I love stiff drinks. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but you find a positive in everything and we overcome everything. So it's made us a lot stronger and more resilient. Yeah, and I think it helps that we've got each other. There's three of us, we're a team. Yeah. That's what I always say to people, like, because people are like, how do you do it? Like, And I'm like, I, I don't. I do it with you two. Like, yeah. It's, we all need to go for a stiff drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, so, so, but there is this old saying, isn't it? Uh, talking about the being the three of you, like, isn't it? I'll probably get this wrong, listeners, but, you know, it's, you know, two's company, three's a crowd. Mm, and yeah. here we have three of you, two of you are sisters, yeah. you know, um, and this strong f- friendship and bond. Why do you think that old adage doesn't apply to you? You know, what's made this partnership so strong? Yeah. I, I personally think three is the magic number because yeah. I think if it was two of us, it might be slightly more difficult, but we installed the two for one rule very early okay. on. So if if we have a decision to make, it goes out to the three of us and the decision is always goes in favor of the two votes. Okay. And then the third one just accepts yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So if it was one on one, you would just maybe yeah. bump yeah, heads yeah, a lot yeah. more. Okay. Who would make the overall decision? Yeah. yeah. So you think it does work that dynamic? Yeah, well? I think it does. I think it looks nice. works a lot better than when it's two. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we have experienced it when it's been two. Like for example, when I've been on maternity leave. Yeah. And like when you went away for a while um, yeah. over to Canada, like it. I don't know. It works good in some ways, but then in others, it's hard. Yeah. Three of having three of us all the t- like when it's all three of us, it's good. It's yeah, works. It feels right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And you've got more backup and support. Like yeah. if the other one's busy or something, then there's another one that you can find. Yeah. There's always somebody there. Yeah. And, and I speak to other business owners, and an annual leave. We're very lucky. Annual leave is a real thing for us because mm. I know that I can go and leave the business, and these two will take care of my role oh, and okay. all the emails mm. and the phone calls. And I know I don't need to worry. Whereas. I think if we were doing it independently, that maybe is a concern that some people yeah. have, that they never have that downtime. They have, yeah. never have to time out downtime. Yeah. 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 yeah, I suppose, yeah. And for anybody starting a venture or, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, be it two, three, be it four, I suppose, starting a business with somebody else. Any hints and tips on making the dynamics work? I know dialogue would be one, obviously. and But is there anything else that you think other people could do to replicate the success you've had as a partnership? Oh, that's yeah. a good one. Um, I think dividing the roles we did fairly early on, and we've kind of stuck to those roles throughout so the eight years. Yeah. So they don't overlap. So I know what Mel and Connor are responsible for, and I know what I need to do. Um, so Make we're not treading... Yeah. as well. Like yeah. We've always made our workload quite fair, the hours we put in quite fair. Yeah. Um, we've always yeah held that quite high it's just making yeah. sure everything's fair between us but I think going back to mental health as well like we care about each other's mental health so yeah. like if one of us is like maybe not coping so well with the pressures we spot that early and we can help each other mm. and I think that's really important but we're on the same wavelength yeah. we are all on the same wavelength so we know yeah, yeah so I don't know how yeah 
do it with friends and family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say, no, people say don't do that. Okay. Say, that's, the, yeah. that's the bit that I'm really intrigued about because, you know, that's the other attitude. Don't go into business with friends or family. And yeah. here yeah. you are, growing, mm. succeeding. Yeah. But then I also think, like, maybe because we're so close, that if we have a little bicker, it's squashed quite quickly. It's not... Yeah. Oh, we don't... And we don't, like... We can say stuff... Yeah, we don't fester on it. No. Because we're close, And then it's yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> Done, dusted, sorted. Yeah. yeah. So I guess, yeah, it's never been a really deep-rooted, any deep-rooted issues mm. that have played out for a long time. And, Danny, you mentioned that you worked out who's each other's roles were going to be and who was going to do what. I mean, how did you come to that kind of understanding of whose strengths or whose and who should be doing what because that's always sometimes often difficult as well in business yeah absolutely I think we um had definitely considered our background and our previous skills of um that we had and then also each of our characters and our personality traits okay so um we knew that Kana was maybe better at dealing with some of the harder finances than me and Mel, who are terrible at maths. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got self-selected for that one, We so think- can't afford for that one quickly. <laughs> yeah, and my background, I'd been a manager of a childcare nursery before, so the quality and the teaching and the learning, that was quite natural for me, so yeah. I kind of just took all that. And Mel was very much going down the um, special educational, educational needs and his interest in psychology and has, has gone further with that. So... It, I guess we just, yeah, we looked at our backgrounds and then we looked at um, our personalities and it, it mm. just split quite nicely, didn't it? I think it? as well, where we were so young when we started it, we were quite naive to a lot of it. We, <laughs> we knew, we, we were just yeah. like, we could do this. We yeah. can do this. Because when you are young, you think you can. Yeah. Like, you can take on the world, can't you? And we were like, yeah, we can do this. And we just kind of grew as, as we, the nurseries grew, we grew as people and mm. just yeah, kind of yeah. developed our roles. Because that is the other side of the story. You're in your, all in your early 20s when you started yeah. the business. Yeah. 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 And I think, like Hannah said, I think that went in our favour because mm. we, I don't think we considered all the hurdles that we would face. Yeah. yeah. And I think as they just came like a conveyor belt, we just jumped <laughs> over them yeah. and over them and over them each time. And had we considered them all... Well, if we started yeah. it now, for example, we our age, do. we'd probably feel like it was too big a risk. Yeah. 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 I think we were all living at home at the time and we all just one day applied for credit cards and maxed out our credit card yeah. <laughs> setting up. So now we couldn't take that risk. But when we were younger, we were like, yeah, that's yeah. fine. We've got a massive credit card bill, but who cares? <laughs> it works. It works. Yeah. It's, it's, it's strange how your view of risk changes as you grow older, isn't yeah. it? And yeah. There's a lot of businesses that, yeah, perhaps... Yeah, are successful where the individuals that start them are in their early twenties, yeah. just because there is no responsibility. It's yeah. just you. Yeah. You can take some of those risks. Well, once you've got fat, well, relationships, family, mortgages, yeah, yeah, you tend to maybe t- take slightly more negative more cautious. decisions. Cautious yeah. is a better word than yeah. negative. Yeah, cautious decisions. Yeah, and when you started, you obviously at five nurseries now in a relatively short space of time. Was that always your plan to grow multiple sites or was it let's do one and we'll work together and what was the plan we were talking about this i think the plan has changed a lot over the years it continues to change, <laughs> continues to change. At making plans yeah I think and did our plan can turn from the morning to a different plan in the afternoon and we all just go for that one yeah <laughs> initially we did want a nursery each didn't we yes yeah 
but as it so it's the original was if we can get to three yeah we all manage one yeah yeah everybody's happy yeah. yeah yeah but as we grew we realized that that wasn't practical and that we actually loved working with each other and if we we're all at a separate nursery then we wouldn't be with each other and like that our strengths work in each nursery mm. so we need all three of us in all of them yeah yeah, yeah. And sometimes we're not quite sure how we've got to five. I know. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that, that, I guess that's another thing. Any opportunity, any opportunity that comes our way, we do kind of jump at, don't we? Yeah. We and, still take the risks. Yeah, and with yeah. that mindset, you find more opportunities. But we are a bit come. more cautious yeah. with the risks now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's just eyes wide open to opportunities led to the yeah. five. Really. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. And is there anything that's different about your model? You know, we talked about what's different about your delivery, mm. but in terms of the, your model, your business model, compared to other children's nurseries, is there anything that's different about that? Um, I think in terms of risk with the actual business model, we're fairly low risk, which is different to some nurseries who own big houses. Okay. Um, we rent our buildings. so. Okay. We don't have um, business rates. We don't have big mortgages. Yeah. We don't have um, anything, any biz, big outgoings like that in terms of yeah finances for them. So yeah. um, that's kind of the model. We can set up our, our nurseries quite quickly. Yeah. yeah. So you're scalable, aren't you? Because yeah. It's yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Model and yeah. yeah. You're not trying to raise money every time to buy a freehold. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. 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 We would love to own a freehold though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is one thing that we definitely, is definitely an That's one of the future goals. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think that there's three of us. I don't know any other nurseries that have three directors. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. whenever we book onto like um, training and stuff, we're always like, most places say one one per setting and we're like there's three of us yeah, <laughs> yeah. all three of us want to go <laughs> there is this interesting dynamic isn't it you're teaching children every day but you are surrounded by children all day you know what do you think the children have taught you over the years oh so mad to be yeah. excited for life yeah. yeah i love that they do that they are yeah. they wake up don't they they get up the crack of dawn and they're excited about it and yeah yeah so innocent and just so happy all the time and just the littlest things can be incredible and an amazing journey and it makes you appreciate the smaller things in life yeah they Mm. don't need much to make them happy do Mm. they no they just need attention and love and yeah you just you'll spend a day with them and you'll just go home knowing you've had a good day like Mm. yeah 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 the simplicity of it yeah 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 completely it's hard isn't it because we get as we get older things come into our lives yeah. and we lose some of that yeah. childhood and, yeah. and we had a great guest Emma Warhol um, Wallow on it here and she was talking about um, fun and actually as adults we don't have enough fun and yeah. we don't play enough yeah. yeah you only grow old when you stop playing yeah, yeah. Okay. so if you continue to play you continue to stay young yeah. yeah but as an adult how do you say right I'm going out to play today yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go knock on my mate's house yeah well that's the pub isn't it for adults yeah yeah, yeah true and then you normally end up in the park maybe after the park <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, because children don't rely on the alcohol or anything else, do no. they, to stimulate them? It's yeah. just... Yeah. They can just be themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And Christmas at any of the oh, nurseries... Oh, I love Christmas. magical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even before I had kids, 
working in childcare, I used to get excited for Christmas yeah. because of the children in yeah. the nurseries. There's more questions these days about danger, um, stranger danger, though, I found with Christmas. Like an old man coming into their house with a key that leaves stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously still magical, but children do question it more, I find, these days. And they, they, they notice the Father Christmases are different. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's not oh. one I saw last week. Or his beard <laughs> fell off or something. Yeah. And has a yeah. on the stage. <laughs> And what do you think some of the biggest challenges you've faced in the business so far are? Um, More recently, since the pandemic, we've definitely faced or facing a recruitment crisis in early years. Um, So that's definitely been a a recent challenge. I think our sector is predominantly women as well. So sometimes, um, like month by month, you can have challenges depending on women's cycles Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Menopause, like things yeah. flare up, can flare up at any time as well. So, yeah. more men in the industry would be nice as yeah. well. Because then we've got <laughs> consistent recruitment. Oh, sorry, maternity cover. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Always, always. <laughs> well, men can have maternity now. Yeah. 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 It just seems to be a problem that we've. Not a problem, but it's, it's no, something that we've It's a challenge yeah. that you have to try and recruit for nine months, and not many people want temporary positions. Yeah. So, so yeah, we are noticing that now more so yeah. initially. And why do you think men don't come into the industry? I think it's still stigma. Like, even from when mm. I was at nursery, well, playgroup, it was playgroup when I was, mm. even 20 years ago, less than, we didn't have a curriculum. That no. it, There's still this um, weight around nurseries that we're carrying forward, that it's a, like, it's playing. You just and care for the kids. Yeah, yeah, and, it's, yeah. and it's women caring. So I think it will change, and I think it's starting to change. The government are giving a lot more status to early years teachers mm. now. There's a lot more funding for us to go on and do degrees and teaching degrees. Yeah. Um, so I think it will shift. I just think it's going to take time. Long time, yeah. 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 And is there just a lack... Also, when you talk about that, you know, in so many industries, there is that lack of talent, you know, and people wanting to come in. But why do you think there is this... Why do you think people aren't wanting to get into the industry and become early years teachers? It's hard work. Yeah. yeah. It is very it's hard, hard work. work. <laughs> a lot of pressure put on you, especially for the the amount of funding that we get really there's a lot expected now yeah considering um what funding that we get yeah. there's a lot more expected of us than what we need to do so and there's a lot more targets yeah. that we need to hit um a lot of stuff's being pulled from the government like additional support such as speech and language even and though that's rising isn't workers. it yeah the the rate of children needing additional uh, support, but that additional support's being taken away. So a lot more pressure's been put on the nursery to try and meet those needs as well. So it's it's quite fast paced. It's hard work, and there's a lot more work to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like yeah. any industry, underfunded. Yeah. Overworked. Overworked. Yeah. Underpaid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're not really selling it. But, but, <laughs> but, but if anyone needs it's so worth it. Looking into coming into but it is so worth it though yeah. when you, you go get home from a day with these kids. Yeah. When they the when it's been day. fun, especially on a day like today at Muddy Boots, it's the they'll best be at place the beach, to work. They'll be in the woods. Literally walked in this yeah. morning yeah. and I was like, to the girls and I was like, "Isn't this the best place to work in the summer?" And they were like, "Yeah." Yeah, because it is. It's sunny. They've yeah. gone to the beach. Yeah. 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 Now you three of you are running the business. Do you miss being involved daily with the children? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
I notice when I go home for dinner and my partner says, oh, how was your day today? And if I sat behind my laptop doing uh, reports or whatever, I'm just like, oh, that's all right. But if I've been in numbers and I've been with the kids and he asks and it's just completely, this happened and we've done this and, oh, we learned this and we found this and... Yeah, it's just so much more exciting than just being by in your laptop. Yeah. Yeah. I do find a pool, though, and I think all three of us find it because we have that business mind. So from scaling up, like... It, we just wanted more in the nurseries, yeah. and it and it's. I always still find that pull between wanting to spend time with the children and not having the responsibilities, but also wanting more ambition, yeah. wanting to scale the business. Yeah, because so. even when we were in there at the late stages in numbers and with the kids, our heads were, where's the business going? So yeah, yeah. it's such. It's finding a balance, isn't it? Yeah. It is because clearly, you know, listeners will hear it. You've got such a passion for what you do and who you are and what you represent and what Money Boots is. That it, yeah, it must be hard when you don't spend time actually with the kids. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, is there anything you'd reflecting on the journey today? You know, because we all learn lessons along the way. Is there anything you'd have done differently? Mm. I. I think I think I probably would have saved a bit more before we opened (laughs) because that first year was really hard yeah um with our credit cards and yeah um stressful yeah yeah I don't know I don't know I I I really liked our journey so far obviously there is little things that you would do different but there's nothing that stands out to me no no I Um, don't think so and I think we all feel so lucky that Mm. we are where we are Mm. we always have that sense of we feel so yeah lucky and privileged yeah sometimes I've wondered if it would have been nice having some sort of business um I don't know some sort of business information like course or something behind me before but actually I think having the passion for the industry is kind of what's helped us grow and not Mm. the business we've just kind of learned that along the way Mm. yeah yeah I think sometimes that's a a positive for us that we aren't heavily business orientated yeah because that's probably what's helped us grow because we care about the families and the children yeah and that's always there so it's a really interesting one, isn't it? Because I suppose, again, your industry is probably, there is some contrast, isn't there? There's people like yourselves that have come from the industry and thought, right, we can do this ourselves. Mm. But there is, I suppose, venture capital, PE money, funded, bigger nurseries, and groups of nurseries and people that have just gone, right, it's a opp- business opportunity. Yeah. I'll just start a nursery. Mm. And it's quite a contrast, isn't there? Yeah, because this is our life. This is this is our livelihood, isn't it? Yeah. Like. And it's great to do stuff, something that you love doing. Like, yeah. I never get up in the morning and think, oh, I've got to go to work. Yeah. I'm excited. Like, I've come back from maternity leave and I'm excited to be back. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's nice. But there is such a scale between directors that we meet along the way. Like, yeah. we know some people that have come from London that are quite wealthy that have just wanted to invest and don't have anything to do with the nursery mm. and they've come from the business background. And then, yeah, like you say, you've got us who've coming from the industry background. So there is, there is a real scale, yeah. isn't there, that come into the industry and do you, yeah, I suppose it's, it's a hard question, isn't it? I, I suppose, do you see a deliver, difference in the delivery? And I think that's probably an unfair question, isn't it? Because if they're still passionate about childcare yeah. mm. and I quality. Mean, yeah, we would probably like to say yes, but they are all different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'd like to say that the ones from the industry that work their way up are in it for the right reasons and have done really well. 
But um, there are amazing nurseries that are yeah. funded really well from yeah. people that have invested really well that are amazing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no real. Uh, there probably yeah. isn't. A, there is no right or wrong, is there? It's no, just got to no. do what feels right for you and follow yeah. Your and passion. at the end of the day, as well, like every parent and child chooses a different nursery for a different reason like some mm. people might not like our nurseries and they might choose a different nursery but then they might not like that nursery and love our nursery like it's just what yeah. people like isn't it mm. yeah, yeah it's interesting and do you see the childcare industry changing with regulation you hear sort of government announcements about increased free hours all of those yeah. kind of things Oh. Is it an opportunity? Is it a concern? I mean, is it? I'll, I'll, we'll wait until challenge? it actually comes. Cause, yeah. Oh, it just changes so. Re- it does change so regularly. Yeah. Like in the time that we've had the nursery, the thirty hours has come in. Yeah. Tax-free childcare. Yeah. Um, what else it has? Yeah. It does change, and it should change for the better. Yeah. It, parents, working parents, need that um, support more. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the changes will be really exciting mm. and it will be helping working parents and people getting back into work, which can only benefit everyone, the whole country and families. Um, but we just need to, what do we say? It's not going to be free. Because it's so underfunded. Yeah, if the government pay, <laughs> yeah. we can dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It could be, but it's so underfunded that it won't be free childcare. You need some form of contribution. Well, yeah. Because isn't it yeah. like Sweden pay so much more yeah. to... Thanks. Yeah, to is f- it ten pound eighteen an hour or something? Sweden pays, and I think the we government pay the government yeah. pay to the nurseries um, compared to our three pound four pound. It, it varies from four pound everywhere, but I think we get yeah. what four eighty yeah. something. Yeah, wow, so quite a different. It's huge. Yeah, <laughs> different approach, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, the Nordics get it right on so many child development. Yeah, we have wanted to take muddy boots trips to the Nordic countries. Yeah, <laughs> we've always talked about that. Very inspired by the way Scandinavia. Yeah, do it's some it's stuff. amazing. It's yeah. insp- it is inspiring. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna do a muddy boots weekend one year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. And effect on you as each as individuals. You know, starting a business isn't easy. Starting a business in your tw- early 20s has some advantages but it also sometimes has disadvantages do you think there's been a f- an effect on you each personally from running being a business owner yeah I suppose in some respects some areas of us it has made us grow up quite quickly in some aspects because we are still young at heart yeah yeah but yeah having a business from such a young age really yeah you just grow up quite quick yeah yeah, but I think the support of the three of us has helped, hasn't it? Yeah. And I, I don't... The most recent challenge we're facing with the recruitment crisis is probably the first time I've been like, this is this is quite stressful. Yeah. <laughs> Just mm. because we have expanded so well and so quickly and we have all the children and all the families needing the care and we're struggling to recruit the staff. So that has been... That, yeah, is yeah. a big challenge currently. But Yeah, um, and we've probably yeah, faced a lot more stress in our early age... Yeah, yeah. I think mental health is definitely go it goes up and down, but I yeah. think that's with any business owner that you have to kind of ride all the waves. You can't you can't go off anywhere. You just have to deal with it. <laughs> I guess we're way more resilient mm. than yeah. we maybe would have been if we had gone into a different career. Yeah, we're definitely yeah thicker yeah, skin. I mean, definitely owning a business builds your resilience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you become more 
self-aware, don't yeah. you? And yeah. I suppose if you've done that at an early age, that does yeah. set you apart from your peers, doesn't it? And for a while, you're sort of out of pace Yeah, yeah. with your peers, I suppose. But then you've got, the, as you say, you've got the three of you to... Yeah. You've yeah. always still had that tight-knit yeah. feeling of friendship. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we've done it together. We've not done it on our own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And... Best piece of advice that you think you've ever received in business? Oh, to me, someone said to me, never ask um, like a staff member to do something that you wouldn't do. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a good one. And I really yeah. liked that because, yeah, because it's respecting everyone. Everyone's humans, aren't they? You, won't, you don't ask someone to do something if you're not going to do it yourself. Yeah. yeah. You like that one? Yeah, yeah, I like that one. That's a good one. Mel, Danny. Connor's kind of surprised. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody. Was that a good one? Was that a yeah, good one? Yeah, that was really good. Um, oh, no. Um, so somebody once said to me to keep the end goal in mind all the time. Don't lose sight of that. And I think that has helped a lot when you're facing the hurdles that keep coming at you after and time and time again. If you could just keep that end goal in in mind, like why you went into it, uh, what you want to get out of it, what you want from it. If you keep that in your mind all the time, you'll you'll just face those hurdles a lot easier because you know where you're going with it. Yeah, great piece of advice. And that's about focus, isn't it? And yeah. Actually, it's so easy in business just, um, you know, to lose focus of what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Mm. Mel, to yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> so I think mine's a little different because it's not really businessy, but it's uh, more focused on people I mean, we deal with people every day and someone once told me to, when someone's talking to you, listen to them. Don't listen to respond because so often when someone's talking to you, you already have that answer in your head of what you're going to tell them. Mm. So you're not listening to them anymore and you already know what you're going to say. So it's actually freeing your mind up and actually listening to people and then responding and taking that time. Um, I feel like that's really helped with like communication with staff, with each other, even with children. <laughs> yeah, that's a great oh, piece of advice. And, and so many, so often we are just listening, sort of, yeah, just as you say, just knowing what we want to say and what our communication, our blur yeah, is, that we don't actually it, yeah. don't hear what's have, coming from the other side. Yeah, yeah, you have your own agenda already that how you want that conversation to go rather yeah. than listening to that person and hearing what they're saying. Mm. And I suppose as we start to wrap up, we start to talk about success and future, but just hearing you there, Mel, one of the complexities in your business must be you have so many stakeholders, don't you? You know, you have you as the owners, you have your staff, you have the kids, importantly, you have the parents, you have the government, you know, who are providing some of the funding and the regulation and all of that. How do you... And most businesses have got different stakeholders, but you've got was at least five, wasn't it? So how do you balance the needs of all? And how do you prioritise? Yeah, well, I guess the focus is the children. Yeah. And that yeah. is what needs to be that focus, talking about, about like referring back to your um, little piece of advice. It's just bringing that focus back to yeah. the children. They are the most important thing in our business. Yeah. But equally, we have learned along the way, if we don't have our staff, we can't make the children happy. Yeah. So yeah. we've very much learnt to keep the staff happy, haven't yeah. we? And the government control a lot of, of what we can earn. Yeah. And then there is, but yeah, the children are the... Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting question, actually, I guess. I guess they're all a priority, but where yeah. there's three of us, we managed to 
divvy it out. I yeah. suppose you have divvied it out in a way, haven't you? I suppose that is how you've solved that problem. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so it's not all on one person, which makes it easier. Mm. So what next then for Muddy Boots? <laughs> Where do you go from here? Yeah. So this is a hard question because, like we say, we take any opportunity that comes our way, really. So yeah. it's... Yeah, we could be offered an opportunity next week at a potential another nursery and we just don't we just can't plan for it really, can we? No. So we do want to grow. Yeah. But steadily. Yeah. Mm. Controlled. And I guess carry on yeah, we don't have like a long term plan, which would maybe make us bad business owners in some respects, but also really good in other respects because yeah. we don't live by one plan. Um, but I guess the main one for us is probably just still to enjoy work and enjoy life yeah, yeah. and for all our staff to be enjoying their work and their life and then that will filter down to the children enjoying mm. to come in mm-hmm. and I guess that would be like our success yeah that's yeah. It's a, a great way to yeah. run a business isn't it yeah, yeah. yeah. very succinctly put Mel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done <laughs> and personal definitions of success I usually, you know, round up the conversation with, you know, we've talked a lot about business, but what does success mean to you as an individual? Um, I think for me, it's, it's knowing your personal values and being able to live by them. Mm-hmm. So f- like freedom um, and loving your job, like they were yeah. both quite big values for me and success is is being able to live by them yeah. and I do so yeah I feel that that's success to me yeah feeling fulfilled by life yeah yeah and if you can do that whilst having a job that you love that helps doesn't it mm. definitely mm. I feel like we're all a little bit hippie in our answer because <laughs> <laughs> materialistic things mean nothing to us no. it is just like I think happiness is my memories like yeah is my biggest one is just being happy and being surrounded by people that are happy which is actually really hard because <laughs> you can't always not everyone's always mm. happy mm. but yeah I think just enjoying life you can try and make your dent on it though can't you you yeah. can make your impact, impact on it yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and then bring some happiness to the world I suppose yeah. I'm yeah. sounding like a hippie now yeah. <laughs> I love that. it's taking a different direction <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I've really enjoyed this conversation. All three of you have been great guests. If people want to learn more about Muddy Boots and get in touch, where can they go? So um, probably our website. So www.muddybootsnurseryschool.co.uk. And then, yeah, our email's on there. Or just uh, reach out. We've got an Instagram or a Facebook page, Muddy Boots Nursery School. Um, And, yeah, we'd love to chat to anyone that wants to chat to us. So... Thank you. <laughs> Kana, Mel, Danny, thank you for being great guests on the Evolve to Succeed podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to the Evolve to Succeed podcast. My hope with every episode is that you've learned something new or heard something that challenged your way of thinking and further motivated you on your path towards becoming a more knowledgeable, informed and inspired individual and business leader. If you enjoyed this episode, then please help us by rating, reviewing and subscribing. We really value your feedback and would love to have you along for future episodes. And please don't forget to learn more about Evolve by going to evolvemembers.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week.